0: All right, guys, and welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast. I'm with one of my good friends and hunting pals, Mr. Gabe Ledbetter. Gabe, how are you, man? Doing good, man. Glad to be here. We are in the middle of a... Our first winter storm, I guess, Uh, 26 degrees here in Kansas. We're sitting by a fire, enjoying a cup of coffee and talking hunting. So there's not much better. Um, We're going to both head out to the tree stand this afternoon. Uh, But before we dive in and talk, man, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, You're with Kill and Eat TV. Uh, You run an outfit there in Pierce City, Missouri. What's the name of that?
1: Yeah, Hill Creek Outfitters in Pierce City, Missouri. Like you said, me and my brother run that together. Have an awesome time doing it, man. We do everything from whitetails to turkey hunts in the spring, and uh, we have an awesome time doing it. It's our
0: passion, and uh, we love to do it. And it is a sportsman sportsman's paradise. Uh, the lodge is what 12,000 square feet,
1: 12,000 square feet, man. It's got all the amenities a hunter could ever want. I mean, you've been there, had spent some time with us. I mean, we we love to sit around a fire and drink coffee, but we also. We also enjoy the lodge because it's there, and hey, sometimes you can you can go camping in a tent or you can enjoy a lodge either way, yeah, uh, so we take we take the we take the opportunity when it's there, and we use the lodge quite a bit,
0: which we've done both out there at hill Creek absolutely we, we got our wives out camping once, and uh that
1: was a disaster
0: <laughs> We got our wives and kids out camping with us in a tent, and both of our kids, both of our youngest, were under two at the time, so they were both sleeping in uh packing place. And we get out there and we get set in the tent. I'll, let me
1: stop you right there. We have to be the only two guys that would drag our toddlers into a tent when it was forty degrees. What were we thinking? That they was, loved it though. It was fun, but dude, you talk about oh my word! It couldn't have got any worse. Go ahead. They loved it though. It was it was a good time. We made memories. I'll say and that. And so
0: about one a.m uh it came the worst thunderstorm i've ever been in in a tent and uh for a moment we got worried man we were checking radars and we thought the creek was gonna rise too high and take us away and
1: it got so bad at one point i woke up and the tent was on my face and i was like this cannot be good i literally thought it was the end
0: but the two youngest never batted an eye they (laughs)
1: slept through it like babies you know these these women these days they use those sound machines and I think that's why our kids stayed asleep. Nature's sound machines. They're used they to the got. sound machines, and then we're out there, and it just got crazy and started storming. It's like they thought it was just a normal night.
0: And they loved it. But I thought, th- I thought it was the end, man. I was like, Lord, come get me. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Before we dive in, I do got to give a quick shout out to some of my friends over at three rivers archery. They are your one stop shop for anything traditional. They've got same day shipping. They've got some of the best experts. Um, so if you've got any questions on traditional archery, give those guys a call. I, I just recently set up my new bear grizzly and had some questions on arrow setup and I called customer service, just a general number and, uh, told them what i was shooting and and within minutes they had me set up with the right arrows i needed uh so fantastic customer service same day shipping i had my arrows in like two two days i think and so those guys over at three rivers do it and they do it well um now what we want to talk about today is hunting in weather like we're facing right now yeah Uh, so we're both about to head out uh what are some things to remember when weather gets nasty, um, we're looking at pre-rut right now. Um, we're not in the rut yet. If this was the rut, it'd be a different ball game. We would not be sitting here talking. We would be out in a, in a tree stand. Um, so what are some things to remember when a snowstorm hits, when weather gets nasty? What are some things to remember?
1: I would say this is don't ever think that there's no way you should be out there because you should. I mean, the weather can be so bad. I mean, you've been there. I've been there. I've literally been walking into the stand before and had my eyelids freeze over. I mean, it's been that bad. And you think to yourself for a split second, you're like, you are crazy. But guess what? Crazy people kill big deer. And so I would say don't ever think you should stay home and sit in front of the fireplace with a cup of coffee because the guy that's not doing what you're doing is going to be the one that bags the big buck.
0: Yeah. And that's so if let's look at it right now with it not being the rut will this kick deer up on their feet will this kick deer into that um chasing mode i mean because we are close enough to the rut that uh, you know it's not far fetched for a a deer to be chasing at this point absolutely um so will this kick deer up on their feet and get them chasing i would say absolutely i mean here we are before halloween
1: and we're already having a winter storm and you know, deer have already shed their summer coats. uh It's we've had a few cold days, and then here we are. We've got a winter storm. So why should we not think that they're going to do what they do in the winter, and that's go to a food source or something yeah. like that? So I think we absolutely have a good chance tonight of having to see a big mature buck on their feet. Absolutely.
0: Now with weather kicking off like this, I, I wouldn't have you know without weather like this. I plan on hunting a lot of this week. Um, but with weather like this, will you start grunting, rattling, anything like that? Or will you still hold off on that? I would, man. And, you know,
1: deer, just because it's we know it's not right in the middle of the rut, deer are still vocal. Yeah. And when the rut's approaching, so why wouldn't we be a little bit vocal? We should definitely not. I'm not going to go out there and, and do some big, you know, minute and a half rattling sequence tonight. But I am going to, you know, I'm going to do some talking right you know if there's some deer in the area i was like hey i'm here guys just let them know just be a little bit vocal yeah but i think it's definitely it's just right around the corner with things kicking in like this weather working for us why not go a little bit the extra mile you know and just throw it out there
0: yeah and t-bone from bone collector i I like his mentality that deer and you just said it they're vocal all year Mm uh sometimes we and and i mean i don't call outside of the rut um but Deer do are yeah. vocal all year long, so don't be don't be afraid to think. Well, if I carry in, you know, uh, a doe bleeder, if I take my grunt in, I'm gonna blow myself out of the water, and there won't be no deer coming because deer are still vocal, especially in yeah. a time like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna get them up off their feet. They're gonna start moving. They're gonna start getting um, into the swing of the rut a little quicker. I feel like uh, because usually, at least the last, you know, however many years here in Kansas, we haven't had good winters um they've been warm winters you know i hunted in the rut last year and it was like 60 degrees one day in the middle of the rut um so i do think this will get them up on their feet quicker get them up on their feet faster get them moving a little bit um do do your tactics change when weather gets nasty
1: i'd say i double down for sure more on the food side of things yeah because you know you you got a big deer and it's storming you're sitting there freezing Deer are going through the same thing. They're going, yeah. to, they're going to start looking for a protein source. So absolutely, uh, before I'm going to go sit in the woods in a good rut spot, I'm going to go sit on the edge of a field close to feed. Yeah. If you got standing beans or some kind of protein source like that, I, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm
0: fired up, man, because I went to one of my one of my best leases um, where where my target buck for the year is at, and uh, they, they've got winter wheat up. And so I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Because last year the place was bare all winter. Uh, they didn't plant anything uh for the winter and so um but this year they've got w- winter wheat up so i'm pretty pumped about that um yeah, so sure. absolutely i'll be moving you know from the from the woods where i would be hunting over a trail in the rut uh i'm gonna go sit in a in a stand well yeah and i'll, and I'll say
1: on that too if you got something green you know some kind of food plot in your case you got winter wheat a lot of times in my experience you'll see them deer especially when you got a, a a skiff of snow across the ground they'll go straight to stuff like that because it's easy for them to dig up anywhere anywhere they pull at the ground they're gonna expose something green right so i think i'd say right there man you ought to be good tonight in good shape
0: yeah i'm excited man um now i i did have a question for you about um staying warm that i mean that becomes your biggest issue i mean when it's 26 degrees wind chill of of 20 um snowing it's still currently snowing we're gonna yeah. get wet we're gonna be cold um and I know you're big on ground blinds. Absolutely. When's the last time you
1: hunted in a tree stand? It, I'll be honest. i was, I was talking to a guy about this the other day. I got to adding it up, and I I think it's four years now, and it, it, and it's not because, not because I you know I just don't want to sit in a tree. There's a lot of a lot of parts of me that misses being up in a tree because there's, there's advantages to that too, but it's just uh, that I've changed. I've kind of changed my tactics. My strategy is really completely different now than it used to be. So that's one reason that I hunt a blind, but I'll be honest with you tonight, I'm going to be in a blind and I may or may not have a buddy heater in there with me. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out
0: there. <laughs> I wish, man, I wish I could have a buddy heater, but the way I'm set up at the spot, I'm going to go tonight. Uh, just not possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll have deer within 15 yards of me, so yeah just not a good idea
1: no and it helps i mean if you guys you know if you don't have i would say bundling up do what you got to do man you got to be out there you know that much so put the put the layers on you know what you got to do and do it but if you have you if you have a spot set up with a blind that's one reason that i'm i do that now is because it's a game changer, changer because no matter how bad it gets out there i can be in there in a uh, climate controlled environment and I can set more hours, Yeah, you know, but I, I, I'm just going to tell you, you know, they're used to, I would set right through that stuff when I didn't have the places with a blind. And I would still do that today if I didn't have it. So get out there either way, do what you got to do, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, So, Bear has just released their 2021 lineup. Now, before we start talking about um, what we're going to shoot for 2021, I have to remind you uh, to go get entered to win the giveaway that we're putting on right now. Um, There will be a link in the description of this episode. Head over and get entered. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast to be entered. Uh, But we're giving away a 2021 Redemption EKO. We're giving away a Radial Nano from from Oz by ScentLock. We're giving away a gift card to Minus33. We're giving away an Alps Outdoors pack and an Elite membership to Onyx. So go get entered to win that giveaway, a huge giveaway. um, And you'll get to have that brand new 2021 Redemption EKO, which is what I'll be shooting. I'm excited to hear what Gabe will be shooting. Um, but before we jump into that, uh, saying minus thirty three reminded me: have a good base layer for tonight. Yeah, for um, sure. A good base layer is I've worth got its my weight.
1: Minus thirty three 33 on right now. A, a
0: good base layer <laughs> is worth its weight in gold. And if you've listened to this up to this podcast at all, you know I'm a huge believer in minus thirty three. Um, when I first ordered mine, uh, Gabe saw it. He ordered his. I mean, minus thirty three makes some fantastic merino. Um, So put on your heavyweight Merinos and head out. Um, what that does for, for a night like tonight, if you get wet, Merino wool, it holds warmth even when it's wet. So, you know, if you get snowed, if you get snowed on and, and it gets through your, your, your outer layer and it gets to your base layers minus 33, not, not just minus 33, all Merino wool will, will have, will hold its heat retention even when it's wet. So, uh, base layers are a must, especially in weather like tonight. Uh, so that would be my biggest tip for hunting in the cold is a good set of base layers. And I've heard I've
1: heard, Merino wool is the only uh, fabric uh, that actually insulate even when it's wet.
0: Yeah. So I mean, and, uh, all
1: around, it's just the way to go.
0: And one more tip I want to give you for, for hunting cold, nasty weather is your boots. A lot of people want to put on five pairs of, so- pairs of socks and throw their boots on and what you do is when your feet are so cramped in there um you think they're going to be warmer but they don't get any circulation to your feet so your feet will get colder you got to have the blood flow through your feet so um a good i like a good pair of pack boots um so i'm going to put on my my pack boots and and have a good really thick merino wool sock on and when i get to my stand i'll actually unlace the boots um that way that I can have the insulation from the boots and the sock, but my blood flow can get to my feet and keep them warm. So um, that's a good uh, a good tip is don't cram your feet too tight with socks and your boots uh, because then they won't get any circulation and they'll get colder faster. Um, now, the 2021 lineup,
1: what are you going to be shooting from Bear this year? Well, you already threw the word out there, Redemption, man. Redemption EKO, I've been drooling over that thing. Uh, I really think they did something special with that. So I'm going to be shooting that bow, and I'm pretty sure, you know, I've always been a fan of the Whisker Biscuit, you know, and, and our, our friend David Blanton, you know, I listened to that podcast a long time ago, and he he's just a huge fan of it, you know, yeah, and he thinks, you know, there's nothing that can go wrong with it, and I got to think about that, you know, and I'd shot one for years and kind of got away from it, you know, I came, kind of went in with the fall away rest and that whole, right. that whole air, and, you know, he said that stuff, it got me thinking, I'm like, you know what? That's right. As bow hunters, we have so many things that can go wrong anyway. So why do we want to add some more variables in there? Yeah. So I think with that new the new uh, Whisker biscuit they got, man, they took a legendary product, uh, Trophy Trophy Ridge, and it's just it's legendary. It truly is. I mean, we've heard about Whisker biscuits for years, and made it better. So man, I, I think I'm going to throw that on there with with the React Trio sites. I'm a huge fan of those. That's what I took to Colorado this year, elk hunting. And absolutely loved every aspect of that. So that, I think that's what that setup's going to look like.
0: Now I, I don't know if you listen. Uh, I don't know if you listened to uh, maybe it been two episodes ago. I made the the statement that I was going to go back to a Whisker Biscuit for many of the same reasons um, this year, and it wasn't didn't have anything to do with the rest that was on the bow mm-hmm. it had to do with the nature of a drop away yeah um i, I had a, a drop away failure twice this year that caused me to have to completely retune my bow and so i just threw my hands up and said that's it i'm going to a whisker yeah. biscuit um they're and, so and, tunable man yeah. it's just
1: so simple you can't yeah you can't go wrong there and
0: and, and the new president uh, or the new um the new president of bear uh john Linay, was on the last episode and he preach to me about whisker biscuits and i just decided man that's the way i'm going uh that's what i'm gonna do and you're not changing my mind um the react trio for me as well uh hitman stabilizers are legit yeah. um and, and and the hex light quiver um that's what my setup's gonna be it's gonna be uh the redemption eko uh the new olive color from bear is just gorgeous sure. uh, so that's what'll be on my bow and i'm i'm excited this year for the lineup um for for more reasons than just the Redemption. Uh, they came out with with uh, the Legit, the Bear Legit, and uh, that's what I'm going to buy my wife this year. I haven't got her a new bow in a long time. Uh, of course, you know, she went through a spell of spitting out kids and didn't get to go hunting, So, uh, but now our kids are finally to the age where we can drop them off at grandma and grandpa's and she can hunt too, so uh, I'm going to buy her the, the Legit, um, which is just... For anybody beginning uh, or starting out in archery, that's a fantastic bow, especially for kids because it can grow with them, uh, which is why I'm buying my wife that because then when my wife is ready to upgrade again, I can move her into something else and I can adjust that down and give it to one of my kids. Uh, so the, the legit is just a, an awesome an awesome bow. that's a true
1: investment right there right a bow that keeps on
0: giving yeah every one of my kids can shoot it my wife can shoot it for a couple of years i can upgrade her then my oldest can have it for a couple years pass it down and pass it down that's what i love about barry archery right there man is it
1: just it takes care you no know, matter what what needs you're trying absolutely. to fill right there i mean you can take care of all the needs
0: absolutely from your now, wife to your kids the, the reason i'm so excited about the redemption is because the status was a fantastic bow i loved the status um and I fell in love with the the different let-offs I could put on that bow. Mm-hmm. So they've done the same thing with the Redemption EKO cam. Are you shooting the status? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm shooting right now. Your uh, your brother's shooting the, the Divergent, and, and he's not even shooting the Divergent EKO. He's shooting the, the original Divergent. He loves
1: that thing. He's fallen in love with yeah. it.
0: And it's so funny because your brother is, what, 6'5"?
1: He's a big boy.
0: 6'5"? 300
1: probably yeah somewhere in there
0: 300 pound guy and he's shooting a little 28 inch bow it looks like (laughs) a toy in his hands and when he told me he's going with that bow i'm like man are you sure because he's got like a 30 inch draw length and i'm like that's gonna be a pretty steep uh line uh pretty steep um string angle yeah but he went with it man and he will not get rid of it his peep sights up by his (laughs) can but he will not get rid of it man because he loves it. He loves it. It's bow. a great bow. Yeah. And uh, and the Divergent EKO is staying, um, so that's a good good deal uh, because the Divergent has been a phenomenal bow, and now you throw the EK, EKO cam on it where you can adjust that from 75, 85, 90% let off. I mean, just... Such a cool design. Cool design bow. Um, I, I'm fired up about some of the new things that Bear has coming out this year, but that is what I will be shooting is the Redemption EKO. Now, um, I did want to ask you about your preparation for the rut. What do you do? We're coming up. I mean, it'll be here in, you know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks, and we'll be in the heart of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what do you do in preparation for the rut? Well,
1: you know, I always try to be careful about, you know, just kind of the calm before the storm. You know, you can – patience is a virtue in this time right now because it's so easy. We love to hunt. You love to hunt. I love to hunt. And we want to be out there hunting. But, you know – you know, the storm is coming and the storm being the rut, you know, you got to be careful about just hunting all your places and just, cause you just don't want to wear them out. You know what I'm saying? And so in preparation, I would say, just know it's coming. It's going to be, it's going to be there. Just be patient, uh, and make the most out of those sets and don't just go in there and waste every spot you got. Uh, especially don't go in there when the wind's not right. Just go in there when it's, when it's perfect and you know, you need to be in there but just wait it out because the storm's on its way, you know?
0: We all, and I think you talked about this last time you were on the show. We all know to hunt the wind, but there's not many guys that I believe have more patience with hunting the wind than you. Yeah. Uh, And I appreciate that, uh, which is why your spots are so phenomenal to hunt. Uh, Thanks for the invite tonight, by the way. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, Which is why your spots are so phenomenal to hunt, uh, because there's been times where it's the middle of the rut. We have a snowstorm come in, temperature's dropping, and everybody's in the woods but Gabe because you don't have a good wind to hunt. And I I appreciate that, man. Uh, And and there's a reason you kill big deer consistently, because you don't blow it on going to sit when you've got a bad wind. Um, So I appreciate that, and and I I wish I was a little more patient like that. Now, you can – that's one thing about a ground blind, going back to that. That's one thing you can get away with a little more, uh, is having a a, – you don't want to hunt with a terrible wind. But if the wind's not perfect, you can get away with that because – you're enclosed in a blind. Um, And especially if you run, you know, some kind of ozone generator in your blind or something, uh, be careful about that because I got super sick last week, dude, running an ozone generator in my blind. Really? Uh, Yeah. I didn't, I didn't run it. uh, I I guess I didn't have enough of a crosswind to blow it out of the blind, which is good. That means my scent was holding in the blind too, but um, ran the ozone generator and got a terrible headache, started feeling nauseous, had to turn it off. Um, But, that's a good thing too. I, I texted, um, one of my buddies and, and he said, well, that's a good thing because your scent is in there too. It's not going anywhere either. So, yeah, absolutely. um, so you can get away with it a little more with the ground blind. Uh, what are, what are some of the, what are some of the other reasons you prefer a ground blind? I, I know we kind of, we, we kind of skipped over that and you mentioned, um, you know, it's been four years and you, I like a tree stand sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, but you really are one of the guys that got me in a ground blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, I don't know that I have a spot this year that's set up with a tree stand uh I will maybe moving into rifle season so I can get up and and see further and longer but um for at least this bow season i don't I think every one of my spots is with a ground blind um so what are some of the reasons you you prefer a ground blind
1: well as my as as my kids get older for one, I'm really looking forward to being able to take them with me because you can get away with a lot more. And for me, that's a huge aspect of it, right there, is just to think that, you know, sitting in a in a tree stand for hours, that you can being still can fatigue you i mean yeah. because that's work to just yeah. be completely still That's why you
0: go on a long car
1: drive and you you're so tired when you get there exactly and you just want to get out and you just want to move a little bit you got to stretch right. and that enables you right there to be in a blind you can move a little bit and i'm not talking about getting crazy you still need to be a hunter but you can set for such so much more uh long periods of time just because you can move around right and get you away stretch with your a little legs more out move. absolutely adjusting your
0: seat And that's the one thing I mentioned seat, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a lazy boy in there. I'm just kidding. Uh, but really, man, I use a, uh, it's a, it's called like the King Kong or something from Alps Outdoors. Big old chair. I can adjust. I can lay back in a little bit. I have armrests. I I mean, it's comfy. I can adjust several different ways. Yeah. Keeps me comfortable in there. For sure. Rather than sitting on a metal tree stand and my left butt cheek gets numb and I switch to the right butt cheek, it gets numb. So I switch back. Um, that is one of the biggest reasons for me. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and and another reason right there, right there is you don't always have to have that perfect tree. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's so many times I've been when I used to uh, hunt, you know, growing up in Kansas, you know, you we don't have, we don't, no have, the, we don't yeah. have the most trees. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? There's a reason why it's such a windy state. There's nothing to block it. So, you know, you're always looking for a tree and you know, you want to be right there, but there's just no tree. Well, guess what? Just throw up a blind in that thicket and brush it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I, there's so many things, so many things that it just changes the game on. Uh, you can, you can put it in places that you could never hunt before. I mean, you, people don't realize how you can brush a blind in, you know, I I always like to use like the hundred yard rule. You know, if you step back from your, your setup, if you can get a hundred yards from it and you can look and see what a deer sees coming in. By the time I'm done brushing it a blind, you can't tell it's there from a hundred yards, yeah, so everything just looks completely normal versus being up in a tree, you know when the leaves drop and you have a chance of being skylined a lot of times yeah, and there's silhouette you. yeah, so it's just a it's a so many things yeah. it's just a game changer
0: now before we move on uh I do want to give this episode's brought to you by terrible coffee I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, my coffee pot messed up and and I just chug down some sludge oil nastiness coffee but um oh well uh no this i do want to give a quick thank you to our friends over at wise eye technology i know uh gabe um got some cellular cameras and uh just a game changer you don't have to go in take your scent in there yeah and wise eye for me is my favorite trail camera i've ever had i've got a a um what do you call it solar panel so i never have to go in and change batteries it sends me the pictures uh but also it patterns out the deer um and i can look at a a a flow chart of when the deer are moving as opposed to uh weather and moon phases and everything like that but also it's got game recognition technology so i don't get hundreds of pictures of of possums and coons and and rabbits and squirrels and birds i just get the bucks i want to see and it's even got buck recognition so it'll send those in different folders and i can name them you know uh tall boy and it'll put put that buck in that folder and i can look at pictures of him when he's been there and so that's incredible uh wise eye technology make sure and check them out because they have some fantastic cameras now gabe send us off man with a a a a field note you got for something you've learned in the field over the years something that i can put in my back pocket and then five years down the road uh i can pull it out and say well gabe gave me this tip and he's a big buck killer so maybe i need to remember that
1: yeah uh hunt the wind no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cop-out. No, but that leads me into my next tip, man. And I, this right here has been something, you know, just kind of brainstorming a little bit one day. I came up with this and, you know, hunt the wind. Absolutely. That's no joke. But it leads me into the next topic. And there's a lot of companies out there that have came up with what, what we call nose jamming technology. And that's something that's a super concentrated form of something that you apply to yourself That goes out into the wind and when a deer smells it, it overwhelms their factory glands in their nose and disables their ability to smell you. It's a great concept, but the problem with that is if anything ever goes wrong, when you use one of those, those big old bucks, they seem to relate you to that smell because they do smell it. So the first time they smell it and then something goes wrong, well, guess what? The next time they smell it, it's not good. right? So here, here's my tip, and I'll leave this with you. We've all used dripping systems, daytime drip, dripping systems that, you know, in the sunlight it makes them drip. So you can recycle those and put that product, your favorite nose jamming product, into that. You like that vanilla one, don't you? I love that, man. The nose jammer. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. So for instance, just nose jammer. Recycle that. Spray it into, into that bottle with distilled water hanging up in your spot and that's going to be dripping there all the time all through Constantly. the season and that conditions those deer to that smell and it's a good smell they like it uh wild animals like vanilla so it's an attractor plus it's a comforting thing so they're used to it and then guess what when you spray it all over you and you go into that spot it still jams gonna, their nose it still jams their nose but they don't it does not alert them when they smell it because they smell it every day that's good so you get to jam their nose, plus you can condi- condition those deer to be comfortable with that smell. So it's a, it's a game changer, man. That's good. It's a little, a little secret I came up there with. I'm just sharing, sharing it to the whole world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that one's free for you. There you go. Uh, now make sure and and uh, and be careful. How often do you have to go in there to you know fill that back up throughout the well, year?
1: Well, just, I don't know. You can see, you know sometimes it takes them several weeks to completely drip out, but don't forget you still got to play the wind. Right. This stuff is, does not, it's not a fix all. It's a preventative. You can hunt the right wind. You go in there at some point in that hunt, the wind's going to swirl a little bit. Uh, So this is a preventative. If it does, you're taking extra precautions to keep the game from detecting you. So just always play the wind, but yeah, put that in there. Check it every few weeks and, and, uh, just, you know, stay out of them places near them. But you talked about the cellular trail cameras, man, on that note, you want to kill bigger deer, put a cell camera in there. It keeps you out of the woods more, keeps your sin out of there, and when you go in there, you're, you're lethal, nothing knows you're there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh that is one thing, though, that is the benefit of a tree stand. If you get that wind swirl, Chances are, hopefully, maybe the scent goes above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're in a ground blind, you're on yeah. your ground level with them, so the scent's blowing right to them. Uh, so it is a benefit of a tree stand. Is you know, when that wor- when that when that wind does swirl, uh, it can hopefully go over their head rather than, yeah. than into their nostrils. Yeah,
1: and no, you like thermals in the morning times. We know that most of the time, if thermals rise in the evenings; they fall. So you know all that stuff, and and they add that in there, and eat apples. I did hear that podcast so that was cracking me up, but I was like, you know what? That's true, dude. Ninety percent of your breath is, or your your scent is coming right out of your mouth. Your breath. Yep. Eat some apples, man. It's an odor neutralizer. Yeah,
0: I heard that from. Uh, I have to give credit uh, to uh, to Mark Kenyon at Wired to Hunt. I heard him say that, and uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, a, darn, I never thought you know. of it um, because apples are a natural. Even if it wasn't an odor neutralizer, dear love, dear apples. love apples. <laughs> exactly. So I mean. No harm, no foul. Yeah, slice the
1: apple, eat one, then throw the other on the ground. Yeah, If baiting's legal in your (laughs)
0: state. So, man, send us off with a super fun uh, rut story you got for us. We're about to kick off the rut. Get me fired up for it.
1: Rut story. Oh, man. Man, I've got so many good ones. What would be a good one? I
0: got a failure for you while you think of that. Okay. Uh, So if you're going to use a grunt and a rattle bag, make sure and have your bow ready <laughs> for sure i uh i was in the middle of a rattle sequence i guess this was two years ago and uh my biggest buck to date stepped out at 17 yards and my rattle bag is still in my hands uh so then i have to make sure and get the rattle bag up and then i have to get my bow off the hook i was in a tree stand if i was in a ground blind this might not happen i had to get my bow off the hook and by that time he'd already skirt, skirted on so uh if in the rut Dude, that got my blood pumping, though. Biggest deer I've ever... I'll show you a picture of him when we get done. There ain't nothing Um, like
1: that in the world, man.
0: I have a picture of him. While this is happening, my trail camera snaps a picture of him, so I've got a picture of him not letting me shoot him, Um, and that picture haunts me. But (laughs) anyway, biggest buck I would have ever harvested, and I just wasn't ready. So if in the rut you are going to rattle and you are going to grunt, make sure and have your boat easily accessible. Because they'll, if they respond to it, they're going to respond to
1: it. So you're saying make sure your bow's not on the ground on the string, like our producer like Nate our for Nate. the Kill and Eat show, man. <laughs> Had a monster come he walking bowled, in. and He posted just... a
0: picture of a giant, <laughs> and in the picture of the giant, you can see his uh, bear kuma laying on the ground. Why
1: did it have to happen to Nate? He's like the nicest guy in the world. Seriously. It's like it would happen to him, man. Hey, I, I feel like he's going to kill a monster of that this there, year, though.
0: Speaking of that, dude. Let me when we get off this. I need to show you a picture. Uh, he texted me a picture of a trail camera he pulled, and there is a giant, probably one ninety, oh, uh, on camera. Just a gorgeous deer. We're pulling man. for
1: you, Nate. You Trash ever. Go got get him, Nate. This man. Go you're get gonna, him, Nate. You're gonna have your bow in the stand this year. You will not put your bow down before you <laughs> climb out. <laughs> Go
0: get him, Nate. Did you think of a rut story?
1: Yeah. So, not even close to my biggest deer, but it's just one that always comes back to my mind. I love decoying. You know Kansas; it's open country. It's a perfect place to use a decoy because yeah. deer can see it from a long ways away. And then you add the calling in there and a decoy to go with it; it can make for some of the best hunts. Funnest hunts, hunts yeah. I mean, this is one of my funnest hunts ever, and it's not near my biggest deer, but just a monster. I mean, he was just a one of them two hundred eighty pound. Kansas white yeah. tails that just get your blood pumping he came in all bristled up I just got 280
0: a pound fork and horn dude yeah
1: he was it was <laughs> nice <man. laughs> he had he had a 12 uh, inch spread though so that's nice <laughs> good no so I just I'd grunted and rattled and I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a minute later, dude. He he comes in and he he just looks like he's teeter tottering because his legs are just so stiff. You know how they'll do, they'll yeah. pull up. And I had a decoy out, man, and and uh, he just he rolled in. I always face a decoy right at me because then bucks they'll come in and they'll circle around it to come in from the front side a lot of times. And that's exactly what he did, man. I just drew back and I just. I center punched him, he didn't go eighty yards and that I just saw when I think of the run, I always think of that hunt because it was just textbook. You know, you got a decoy calling and then a twelve ring shot. It was At, just a great ending.
0: Have you ever heard this? I, I put them quartering to me yeah. pretty hard because mm-hmm. then when they come face in that that buck's gonna be quartering away from me for a perfect shot. Absolutely. Um but have you ever heard this? That running a deco I just heard this, this year and I'm gonna try it out. Um running a decoy popped antler off one side. That way, it's a one horned deer. And then you can, because a deer, a buck will always go at the weaker side. Uh, If they're going to fight, they're going to go at that weaker side without the antler. So you can, you can determine which way that buck will come in easier. I just heard that this year. I'll try anything, dude. Uh,
1: (laughs) I mean, hey, it makes sense. I I get kind of crazy with it, even, you know, it being for you guys out there, it's, it's, the end of october right now we're, we know the ruts around the corner so what i like to do a lot of times and this is nothing new i mean a lot of the legends do this but you know if you can carry two decoys a doe and a buck yeah can, this time of year you can make a make a buck think wait that dude's got a doe already down there i'm gonna go see what's going on you can, see kick if that can kick him into that you really can you really kick him into
0: that that territorial you fighting could, we could early. go into
1: a whole other episode on on decoys alone yeah <laughs> i mean
0: which we will yeah um which we will um later but um well gabe thank you so much for coming on man i appreciate it uh Absolutely. we're gonna we're gonna bundle up and head out to the woods here in just a minute um so i'm excited to go sit and freeze and even if i call my dad and, and he said you know here in arkansas uh deer don't respond to snow well because they never get it so they'll they'll just they'll just pile up and never get up uh but he said i still go out and sit just because i love to watch the snow fall for sure uh, so if i see a squirrel running through the woods in the snow it's just it's always worth it to sit in the snow for me uh which i've never fun fact uh growing up in arkansas and then only being here in kansas for five years now i've never got to shoot a buck in the snow uh and i want to so bad man because i love snow um snow is like my favorite thing on the planet and nothing
1: like a blood trail in the snow and man. i've
0: always wanted to shoot a buck in the snow so hopefully tonight will be the night and uh hopefully i'll be calling you to come help me even grant could find deer. A deer in the snow even grant grant that we
1: he's colored blind man <laughs>
0: And he can't see the color red. Oh, I'm telling you. I, we trailed a deer one time, and I'm like, dude, look at all this blood. He's like, where? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? There's a gallon spilt
1: out right here. He would, if he didn't have us, he would probably starve to death, you know? <laughs> and that would be not, that would not be good for Grant.
0: Can't see the color red. Isn't that a bad thing to be a hunter and can't see the color red? Oh, man. Before we go, uh, I want to give a quick thank you to our friends over at Koa Optics. They make the finest optics on planet Earth. Um, I, not too long ago, I guess three years ago now, I was in the in the market for some new optics. I was headed out west and needed a spotting scope, so I called some of my friends uh, over at SNS Archery and just said, uh, "You know what what optics uh, do I need?" And they sell. A plethora of all different kind of optics, and they recommended me to KOA, uh, which is a Japanese company, and they make some of the finest glass ever. And I have never looked back; never picked up another pair of optics. Um, they are just fantastic. So make sure and check out KOA optics, guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure and go check out the giveaway. Make sure and uh, get subscribed to the podcast so you can win that giveaway. Um, and if you have any of your field notes that you want to share with me, um, I. Email them over to me at the hunting 101 podcast at gmail.com. Shoot them over to me. I will check those out. And if I like the tip, then I'll share it from the show. Uh, and I'll give you credit for it. Um, so if you have a field note that you would like to share with me and the rest of the listeners shoot them over to me at thehunting101podcast at gmail.com if you've got any questions or concerns about the show shoot them over to me I'll make sure and respond back just as quick as I can but guys thank you for listening have a great week and go enjoy this nasty snowy weather in a tree stand and get ready (laughs) for the rut